Are you looking to reach your full potential and achieve success in business and in life? Want only tried and tested guidance from people who have truly made an impact? You have come to the right place. Welcome to Five Questions with Dan Shabell. New York Times bestselling author Dan Shabell distills the most actionable and tangible advice from a variety of world-class humans, including entrepreneurs, authors, Olympians, politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. Inspirational guidance, practical advice, and concrete solutions. Our 15-minute power chat starts now. Welcome to the 20th episode of Five Questions with Dan Shaw Bell. As your host, my goal is to curate the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is former four-star U.S. Army General Stanley McChrystal. Born in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, Stanley came from a line of military leaders, including his father, who was a major general, and a grandfather, who was a colonel. He graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point in 1976 and was commissioned a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army. That year, his initial assignment was C Company, 1st Battalion, 504th Parachute Infantry Regiment, and 82nd Airborne Division, serving as a weapons platoon leader. Two years later, he enrolled as a student in the Special Forces Officer course at the Special Forces School at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Then in 1981, he moved to South Korea as Intelligence and Operations Officer for the United Nations Command Support Group, and then became Platoon Operations Officer. In 1990, he became an action officer for Army Special Operations, working in Joint Special Operations Command. Then a year later, he saw action in the Desert Shield and Desert Storm Tours. He was commander of the Joint Special Operations Command from 2003 to 2008 and became the top commander in Afghanistan in 2009, eventually resigning in 2010. McChrystal was awarded the Distinguished Service Medal and the Defense Distinguished Service Medal. Since his resignation, he has taught courses in international relations at Yale University, started his own company called the McChrystal Group, which is an elite advisory services and leadership development firm, and authored multiple best-selling books, including Team of Teams and Leaders, Myth and Reality. Stanley is on both JetBlue and Navistar International's Board of Directors and is the chairman of the board of Siemens Government Technologies. What is the biggest leadership myth? I think the biggest leadership myth is that there are a series of traits or behaviors that if you have those and execute those, that you're going to be successful. Because as I study in my own personal experience, Someone can have every one of those formulaic uh, traits and yet fail completely. Or someone can have none of them and succeed. It's much more complicated than something that's cookie cutter. How do you believe leadership has changed over the years and what's stayed the same? I think the first thing that has stayed the same is that there are values and ethics that that really matter an awful lot if a leader is going to be truly successful. The thing that's changed is everything is sped up. It's more complex now, not just complicated. And so, <laughs> so as a consequence, what happens is you'll make a decision and the response to things that react to that decision, the changes that come are so fast and so complex that the leader can't think linearly anymore. There's There's very little chance to sort of plot things out and react like we once did, like playing tennis. It'd be like playing tennis now, 
But on the other side of the court, there are four people playing and there are four balls in the game at the same time. What common leadership traits do you share with those you interviewed for the book? Probably an intent to try to be a good leader. And in that case, I think many people are searching with that. Uh, What we found in the book is it's a journey. And as people come into situations and they deal with different kinds of followers or different contexts of the situation, I think the most thoughtful leaders develop a humility. And that humility is that, one, we don't have all the answers. We're not the hero going to walk on the stage and fix things. But maybe we can contribute and maybe we can make the organization of the team we're a part of a little better. And so the best leaders that I've talked to all approach it with a almost a reverence for the task uh, and a humility in their ability to, to master it. Why do different leaders require different environments? Well, I, I think you could almost turn that question around, Dan. You could say different environments, which includes followers and contacts, require different leaders. Now, that could be different people, or it could be a different leadership style. You could walk into an organization on Monday, and the mood of the people and the situation could require a strong hand, a dictatorial, decisive approach. And the next day, come in, and that would be completely wrong, either for a different organization, even that same organization. So I think what, what requires is people to understand that leadership is contextual. There's not the right answer. There's a right answer for that moment and those conditions. What is your best piece of career advice? I think the first thing is empathy. And, and I'm not saying that as sympathy to, you know, cry. You let people cry on your shoulder, rub their bellies. What I mean is most people across the table from you, whether they're a follower or a competitor or anyone you're dealing with, has a rational perspective on life. And if you can be mature enough to empathize with how they see things, to step back from your own biases, your own perspective, your own goals, and say, you know, that person may just have it more right than I do. Or even if it's not more right, it's equally right. If you start with that, it's amazing how it changes your approach, both to leading people, to following, and to interacting. I found across cultures, for example, in fighting the war against Al-Qaeda in Iraq, you first want to hate them. And then you realize, wait a minute, these are people willing to die for their cause, and they believe in it at least as fervently as I do. And who says they're wrong and I'm right? And so the ability to be empathetic, the ability to, to stand in someone else's footsteps and see things, I think is incredibly valuable. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Stanley. To follow his journey, you can read his books and find him on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, where he shares his travels, leadership perspectives, speeches, media appearances, and quotes. We hope you enjoyed today's show and the amazing advice our guests provided. Remember that you can only benefit from advice if you can act on it. Before you do, we would appreciate your feedback in form of a review. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or a podcatcher of your choice. Your feedback would be very much appreciated. Head over to danshawbell.com slash review now.